Yeah. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, now, did you ever skate with those dudes, your crew, as an adult? Um, no, because, you know, we all kind of went our separate ways. And Well, adult meaning what? Like, oh, just like, like you guys were kids, you were skating, and then in your 30s or 20s, or did you ever reunite and skate again? Mm, no, because, uh, you know, I live down here now. Yeah. And Kevin Nikolai still lives uh, in our hometown up in Santa Maria. But, you know, we 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 text all the time. He's mm-hmm. sending me these photos. He's still skating. Killer. And he's killing still, man. He was Some of get better as they get older. I know. Yeah. And Kevin was doing some shit. He was at the San Luis Obispo Skate Park. And he, I, he sent me some stills of him skating. And he's still killing, man. Wow. Still killing it. That's awesome. And, um... And, uh, no, I, I, I haven't. The last time we did, it was like I was still going to MI. You, know, you went to was, MI? Yeah. Okay. So this was 84. So okay. And then so 84, I think we went up to Bellagio and did some laybacks and then mm-hmm. did that for like 20 minutes and then we went to go eat and hang. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty I, much I, it. I, it's, I used to work at a place called Skatopia. Yes. And, and, yeah. Oh, man. And then I had my whole crew, uh, you know, all these friends of mine, Toby's. Toby Waller was John Waller's brother. He's right. local. So, and I had this one Skatopia reunion. It's the second one at Chino Skate Park. Yeah, I remember that. I wanted to go to that. Yeah, and everybody that I knew was there. It was. Just, it was actually kind of broke down a little bit because it was so emotionally. That place is so important to me. But but the strange thing is, is that it was really weird. So they had like forty something year old Clark stop. Forty something year old. Toby Waller, they still skated the same. Yeah. So there's old men, but their style was yeah. unchanged. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah. You know? It's like when I saw T.A. here, man, it was like, wow, here's a guy I idolize. I put up all of his skateboarder spreads on my wall as a kid. And here he is skating right in front of me, 10 feet away from me. And the same thing, man, just the style. It's like when he frontside grinds or frontside airs, it's like, that's T.A. Right. It's him, man. And it's right. like... And that's like hearing Jeff Picaro or, or Vinny Caliuta going, oh, yeah, that's Vinny. Oh, yeah. You it's know, like jumping. Like one, one beat. Yeah, know. one beat. Yeah. Or that Picaro film. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and he does that fill. It's like, oh, shit, that's Jeff. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. or you see, I remember watching Jay Adams skate mm-hmm. at Oxnard and, and mm-hmm. the Marina that's Del Rey. That's a park, Oxnard. Yeah. That you ever was, ride that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where I used to go all the time okay. Kevin Nikolai. And, uh. Yeah, oh, there you're was the original Oxnard. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah endless yeah. wave right. with the double bowls. Right. I thought you meant the new Oxnard. But the oh no. Original. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the new yeah. Oxnard. I, I used to go to the new Oxnard. I'd go skate there and then go to DW and go oh, pick yeah, up drums. Down the street. Yeah, it's right down yeah, the street. Right. And Don Lombardi would be like, "Why are you all sweaty?" And it's like, dude, I was just skating. <laughs> and then you know they'd all be like, "Be careful." Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Man, how cool is this? They have like a. Motorcycle training they're course. To get, they're getting their license. They're getting their license. I think so, yeah. Look at this, man. Motorcycles, skateboarding. What I else? Know. Just need a band Drumming. and a barbecue. Yeah. I know. They do that here. Yeah. Uh, last, actually, the last thing I was at here, I was just as a participant. Uh, Ray Mazungo. Do you know him? Mm, Drummer. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Skateboarder. Yeah. Yeah. He was here playing with his band. Oh. And, um, and then he got off off the drums. Grabbed his board, dropped in, frontside grinded the deep end over at the bowl, got back on the drums. I was like, yes! <laughs> That's killer. I know, man. So, um, 
about Percaro. Tell me about your Percaro thing. Is it wasn't he a huge well, thing he, with you? Oh my God! Yeah, you know I well I studied under his dad, jo- Joe. Joe, who just celebrated his 88th I birthday. Yeah. yeah, I was I was there, man. He oh, was cool. played at this club in my home. How's he or, sound? It's Joe P, man. Yeah, it's that's awesome. You know you. You realize when you hear him play, it's like, oh, that's I know. Jeff. I know. You know, that's the Picaro feel. I know. So, yeah, Jeff, um, you know, I studied under his father, Joe, and I went to Musicians Institute in Hollywood in 84. Or Joe, is he still a teacher? He used to teach there? Uh, used to teach there. Now he teaches at Lama. Yeah. Did yeah. they call it Lama? L.A. Music Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Pasadena. Yeah. Uh, he still teaches there, I think, two days a week or something like that. But I studied under him, and, uh, you know, Jeff being his son, of course, he'd always pop in. Mm-hmm. He'd always pop in and check on, like, what his dad was doing and, then, like, who were the, who were the students that were, that were happening. And, that, and little did I know, man, I was one of those cats that he had his eye on. And um, after I graduated and... I got my first gig road tour with uh, Morris Day in the Time. Oh, it's killer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I was, you know, 19, 20 years old touring on Morris the road. Wow. on the road. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, making 1500 bucks a week. That's awesome. Dig that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And um, um, in 1991, I get this call from Jeff Picaro. And... I answered the phone, and hello, and he goes, hey, man, this is Jeff. Jeff who? Jeff Picaro. It's like, nah, who is this? I thought it was one of my friends goofing around. It was him, man. He goes, hey, I'm producing this Boss Gags record. I want you to be the drummer and put the band together. Dude. And it was like, that'd be like, who's who's your favorite skater? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's um, I don't know if I have one. I don't know if I have one. All right, who's your favorite drummer? Drummer, Jeff Carl. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. We'll stick with that. Yeah. So it's it yeah. was my all-time favorite drummer, yes. my hero, yes. calling me to play in a record that he was going to produce. Right. That was. And not some crappy no-name record. No, man. It was yeah. Boss Gags. Boss he, Gags. Yeah, where he cut his teeth on when he was exactly. 17 years old. Exactly. You know, playing all that. So it was just like a dream come true. It was, a, it was unbelievable, really. Wow. And, you know, and I, the equivalent would be like T.A. calling me and say, hey, man, let's go skate the dog bowl. Right. And I'd be like, what? You know, it's just to be like, this is bonkers, man. It would yeah. be the same thing. And actually, I'd probably put T.A. over Jeff because it's just, you know, how much I love T.A. You're a skater. The, yeah, yeah, the skating thing. Man. Yeah. It just yeah. runs deep. Right. So... Yeah, it was. And how was that? What was it like? I mean, were you just friggin' nervous to? Oh my God, absolutely. You know, I mean, you feel well, yeah. like I'm a phony. I can't. How can I do this? Or, well, yeah, it was know? just kind of like this whole thing of like, oh wow, you know, here's the guy that started and played on all of his hits, and now he wants me to replicate or, or at least try to or play at that same level or play at that level or take it yeah. further. Or, yeah, yeah. And um, it was really daunting. Yeah. But I wouldn't have slept. That would have been. Right. A, that would have been a but, basket but case. But but the thing was, is like I knew that. Okay, he wouldn't be calling if if he didn't think I could do it. You know, it's like again skating. Come on, man, drop in. Right. Come on, go, you know, carve over the light. Do right. it. Okay, and you do it, and it's like, Bob, man, my bros believed in me that I could do it, and right. now 
true. Now I'm stoked. Now I'm double truck grinding over the deep end. Right, right. Or I'm, you know, playing with Jeff Picaro with Boz Gats. Right, wow. <clears throat> That's heavy. I didn't know that story. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What was it about him? You know, like, I always make it, with my, with my drummer friends, I, I say, you know, you get that Jeff Picaro video, instructional video, and he's like, number one, he's the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. And then, I mean, when I was, when I was young, I used to, like, have, like... The pink round glasses? Yeah, so I wore the shirt untucked, <laughs> yeah. and I had the T-shirt, and the hood. I never, you know... We but, all emulated him, right? man. I remember during that time, man, when Toto was, you know, Toto 4 with Rosanna and yeah. Africa. Dude, everyone had pink round glasses, the black leather vest with the T-shirt hanging out, the cowboy boots, because we all wanted to be Jeff Picaro, man. Right. Because, you know, again, like the Dogtowners, like the upland boys like like all of our skate heroes they had a vibe they carried themselves a certain way yeah. jeff was that he carried himself a certain way yeah. when he when he walked into a room man he was captivating right the chicks dug him the right the dudes wanted to be him right. and he because he exuded confidence is that what it was yeah and but it wasn't just behind the drums it was yeah. his personality persona. is weird yeah the persona yeah. you know when you hear all the stories about ta just coming into a pool and everyone sitting down right because he exuded that confidence and yeah he backed it up right. you know right um, so that was jeff you know jeff yeah. just had that thing man did that thing go into his drumming is that what i because you see his tape and back in the vhs days he'd show you some of the beats he does a shuffle a few things you look at ways how he's kicking with his kick drum and everything. You, you go try to do it. You can't. It doesn't sound like that. Yeah. Nobody could do that. Nobody could sound like one bar of that guy. Yeah. No one, man. No one. He's not doing anything hard. It's not like it's some the Black Page or you know, some Zappa deal. Right. Right. I mean, it's like, but there's something in there that you just cannot replicate. That I've never heard since. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he in his video he, he always talks about you know. Bernard Purdy and yeah. and, um, and, and Bonzo. Yeah, I know. And so I, I think he's telling us the recipe to that feel. And if you think about it, it it's kind of true, you know, the, the whole R&B feel of Bernard Purdy, and then the rock and roll flavorings of of of, of um, Bonzo, and and the rock attitude. It kind of is a. Perfect. Hybrid of those things. Yeah, hybrid of those two guys kind of define a halftime shuffle. Mm. You know, fool in the rain. You know, Steely Dan. You know, just mm-hmm. and uh, and also too, I think it's the West Coast thing. Yeah. You know, him coming up in the West Coast and uh, playing with the players. You know, the the cats that he grew up listening to that were out here. You know, Keltner and, and uh, Keltner was one of his heroes, right? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's that's that's a whole other interview. Yes, you got to interview him, man. Oh, I'd love to. He's he's a trip. Is he's, he? Yeah. I mean, that guy has some stories, man. Does he? Oh my god. <laughs> and and he's a world class drummer. Yeah. He's just the, he's what we all want to be, you know. Wow, it's getting a little zooey here now, huh? Yeah, this is like what I'm no, I'm used to this place being like. Is this? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about where drumming's going? Where's drumming going? You know what? I got to be honest right now, man. I, I'm, I'm a little disenchanted because 
of social media. How so? Well, it's a bunch of drummers, man, and, all, and I'm, I'm as guilty as them all. It's a bunch of drummers posting up themselves playing as fast as they can. Okay. I, I don't play that fast, but there's just so many drummers that are just showing their, their wares. Okay. And it's like, no, nah, man, I want to see you play with the band. How do you groove with the bass player? How do you react to the keyboard player or the singer? Right. And you don't see any of that. And it, and you see all these drummers that are amazing. Don't get me wrong. They're all amazing. Technically. But, um, yeah, technically. Yeah. But they, they're not... Um, Musical? Well, how do you define that? Because there's no music that they're playing to. <laughs> you know, they're playing to these tracks that they made. And all, the, all that has a bunch of notes going on. There's no melody. Like an Akira Jimbo thing with sort of a can track. Yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like, and I and I just feel like they're missing out on the essence of what we came up with, which is getting together in the garage and jamming. Well, yeah, I mean, how when you play with people, it's a whole, it's a beautiful, whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like the the the, the new breed that's that's doing it, they're missing out on that. They're missing out on on that that energy of others in a room. Yes. You know, everything's so solo right now, by yourself. Kind of inbred. Yeah, inbred. Yeah, exactly. With themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like they're in yeah. a room mm-hmm. with a camera, with the dope, you know, Pro Tools rig and, you know, great plugins and all that, and they get great drum sounds, but for what? Right. No records, no CDs, no MP3s, no downloads, no anything. Right. Just these videos that are devoid of music. Right. You know? And that's inspiring... Other people who think that that's what drumming is. Correct. Correct. Bull's hair. Bull's hair. You guys Did need anything? He went in need out. money? Is the ice cream guy oh, there? Or? No. You want a sandwich? You want the key to the car? <laughs> that's coming no. soon. It's super thirsty. I don't feel like better now. You don't feel good? Okay. Uh-oh. Glad you're sharing water with your brother if you don't feel good. I'm the biggest germaphobe in the world. <laughs> For you, the funnest thing would be this uh, crater. You want to roll around, just go around rolling that. But it's, you know, it's kind of hot today. You're in these, yeah. whatever those are. <laughs> these are army fatigues. They're, like, they're Pink airy. army fatigues. They're airy. If I had like my front safe car, this would be fine. If you do, you gotta just you gotta ride the, the scum line, just literally ride it down the middle. And and the way you do that, start in the center, walk all the way to the center, set your board down, and just see how that feels. Because you don't want to be going too fast enough to jump off. And then when you start feeling more confident, go back further every time. And when you feel like you can do the whole thing, do the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's just you know, it's just a. a you stay in the middle. Don't go up on the walls too much. Just think of it as a very gradual hill. Okay. Did you bring your skateboard? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if you feel like it, you don't. You know what's you fun though? That over there, there's like a little ramp to just go down on, and then you could just kick turn on that little. Oh, like a little bank thing. Yeah, over that there? little bank thing. That's fun. Yeah. I'll probably do it. I just want to wait for my. Just do it when you feel like doing it. You okay? And yeah. My stomach hurts. It does? Really <laughs> Alright. <laughs> don't agonize over it. Just when you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. You don't have to ride today. Okay? Is this your first interview at a skate park? 
No, um, I did, uh, one of my friends is a photographer, I did him at a place called Carruthers by our house. Oh, cool. And a Paul was riding. Oh, and, right on. Um, but yeah, that's maybe the second one. Yeah. Oh, nice. I really I, feel I, comfortable at skate park. Because uh, that was my, I didn't do the pool thing like you guys. Um, you know, I was right, I worked at Skatopia, and so, like, to me, that was sort of my um, daycare. Yeah. For about two years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'd stay at a place like this, and I'd be in that shack over there, and I'd have access to the snack bar and everything. Right. And I knew everybody. It's like a family. I'd stay there literally from, I'd go to school, and I'd get off at 2.30 or whatever, and I'd ride my bike to the Skatopia, and I'd work and skate there until about 10 o'clock at night. I'd come wow. home. My mom would have all the food in the microwave oven. I'd just turn the button on, turn it on, go wow, in my room, awesome. eat food. That's like my life when I was uh, about in ninth grade. I know, man. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's just... It's like one of the greatest times of my life. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure you still implement it to a degree with your kids yeah. and yourself. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I love this. I mean, I'm very comfortable here. Yeah. I, I'm comfortable with the sound of it all. I'd be more freaked out if we were at a guitar center or a rehearsal hall with drums bashing in the back. Right. right. I, I'd be pissed off like, dude, you're rushing. The fuck kind of feel is that, bro? You hear it? Yeah. Yeah, you hear it. It's Uh just innate. You know, it's like, oh. (laughs) Does that bother you? Like, if you're hearing somebody playing and they're they're dragging or rushing, does that give you tension? It does. But if it's but if it's supposed to be dragging, rushing, good. I'm all for it because that's punk rock. But if it's a groove tune or it needs precise time. yeah, bothers me. It's like, dude, practice with the metronome, or you know. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, I did that for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I always loved about, uh, like Carlos Vega. Oh God, I used to love watching him yeah. play, man. Yeah. Did you know him? Uh, I met him a few times. I didn't know him personally, but yeah. but you know, it was him and Jeff and Russ Kunkel, and you know, he was the West Coast sound yep. scene, man. Yep. And uh, the, his feel is always just proper, just yes. so good, so Sexy. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Just stuff he did on toms. Is, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, love, I love him. <clears throat> I remember seeing him at a. I met him a few times. I remember seeing him at one of those rehearsal places in Los Angeles. I was like doing electronic roadie work for Kazumi Watanabe, and I saw Carlos. I saw this payphone. It tells you when it was. Long time ago. Wow, a payphone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's one of my heroes. Oh him, yeah. Him and Jeff. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I just I right now I'm just so comfortable. I could all I would need is some barbecue at this point. <laughs> you know, some music in the background. I know. It's a wonderful place. Wonderful I know, spot. Man. It is, man, under the tree. You know, it's going to get a little nasty here in a few months. It gets pretty hot. Oh, yeah. Real hot. In the shade, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Tell me about this uh, on the stick here. It's, it's, uh, Practice tips. Yes, tell me about that. Well, it's... Um, <clears throat> so you don't have to carry around a pad. Yeah. So right now, we could bust out rudiments if you wanted to. Right. <laughs> but I don't want to ruin Stamos's pair. So. Right. But yeah, it's it's great because you could practice anywhere. So you're not gonna 
how's it feel? Does it feel like feels like a, a practice pad? It does. It okay. Feels good. And okay. it, you know, it, it's it's bouncy, but it's a good kind of bouncy. Right. You know, like a, not unrealistically like bouncy. Yeah, not unrealistic, unrealistically, and and and, and um, what's great about it is that again, anywhere if you're waiting in line or somewhere or waiting in the car, it's like, oh, here's my dashboard. I, right. I don't have to dent it as bad. Right. <laughs> How much do you practice uh, outside of your drumming, or do you? I don't practice anymore. Okay. I've put in my 10,000 hours. So you know how to play 8 bars, 16 bars, 32 bars? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, and I, the reason why I don't practice is because I feel like uh, I, I equate this to um, my, my uncle who, uh, he's retired now, but he was a ninth den Kenpo Karate oh. instructor. And he always said, never use Karate. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Use it like a comb in your back pocket. Okay. Only when you have to. Okay. And the only time I practice is when I have to is if I know I'm gonna be doing a big film date with a conductor and an orchestra, because I know that the charts are gonna be bonkers. Okay. So I practice not so much Technique. I practice reading. Reading. Yeah. So you sight read, or do I, you? Uh, I could sight read, but yeah. but uh, you know, if I know that I'm going to be doing a session with some intense artist, or again a film, a film date, I'm yeah. going to practice my sight reading. And it's just figures. You know, just it's to like, sharpen it up so you don't feel so out of touch with that when you do it. A little more exactly. Agile. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I and I just feel like practicing for me at this point in my career, it's like, well, what am I? Would be, what would I be practicing for? Because I've done all the years of practicing and yeah. learning my craft and really honing what I do well. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't think anyone's going to call me to play the Black Page like mm -hmm. Terry Bozio. They're going to call Terry Bozio, right. you know? Right. But if they want to... What you do. What's that? If they want what you do, they know that yeah. you're... Yeah, if they want yeah. what I do, they're going to get a sexy groove. Yeah. And that's what I know you how to do. You have like magic in there. I mean, do you, oh, what dude, did you, you I mean, it's just your mom, you know, but I mean, you have to kind of be in a certain space in your head to play that way too. You know what it is? Yeah. I won a seventh and eighth grade dance contest with Lawan Steels <laughs> back at junior high. Because okay. I love to dance, man. You know, I'm Filipino, so okay. I don't know any Filipinos that don't dance okay. when there's music going on. So I equate drumming to dancing because I, right. I love to dance and you know Steve Gadd he was a award-winning tap dancer right. that's what he did and I just you know when I do master classes I always say that's one of my first questions how many of you drummers dance you know and a few of them raise their hand mm -hmm. and it's like that's such an essential part of drumming because you're using all of your limbs yes just like dancing yes you know um, That's great. And, and, and I just feel like, whoa, I thought that was a UFO for a second. It's like, are we getting <laughs> Don't say invaded? that near Kate. That uh -oh. happens when, at one of the exposure contests, a big, it was one of the nights one of those missiles. She thought it was the end of the world. And, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz. I was so Oh, yeah, we saw it. Huh? I filmed again, it. Yeah. That is so mad. The SpaceX or whoever that is. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that dancing is essential because of 
because of the fact to dance, you have to kind of move around and kind of go into this... In rhythm, in yeah, time. in time. Yeah. But there's something more to it. There's something magical about it. Yeah. Well, if you just you can make a robot dance, it's not going to dance. Right, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, again, it 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 um, it conjures up feelings. Yes. And and I think, you know, when when someone says, "Oh yeah, that drummer has a good feel," or that yes. guitar player has a good feel, that's what it's doing. He's he or she is conjuring up that feeling of what right. they're doing. You know, like a skateboarder, they're conjuring up their agility and their where they're coming from. Right. And, and, and how they skate, you know. Some dudes are more mm -hmm. aggro than others, or they're less that's aggro. True. They kind of put a spell on you a little bit. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like that's sort of what you do. I mean, I know that when I began to explore feel, it's exactly what you said. I mean, when I even when I'd be playing the drums, I could feel it in my body that I was doing it correctly. Right. Because right. it made me kind of sway around and, yes. and I kind of, you know. Yes. And a lot of drummers are afraid of that feeling because mm -hmm. then they feel like they're losing themselves. Mm. But that's the whole point. Yes. Because you have to you lose keep yourself. that on. Yeah, you want to keep that on at all mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And and not only apply that to yourself as a drummer, but within the band situation or if you're recording to a click track or, or any kind of scenario where you just have to be fluid and be part of it, whether if it's a fast punk rock tune or sure, it's the same thing, you know, or or a slow ballad or whatever. It's 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 all being fluid and making it feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it is in you, and then you, and if you're playing, let's say a live situation, you look around, people begin tapping their feet, and people begin nodding their heads. Yeah, yeah. It's infectious. It's kind yeah. of this, you know. And yeah. that's sort of what you're saying with the internet. Some of the internet people, they're missing that. Yeah, they're missing that. Yeah, because they're. Playing to it's academic almost. Yeah, it is academic, and I just feel like that there's that essence missing. You know, I wish there was more places to play, to go sit in, there to you go, go. You know, and I I totally respect the cats that do the drum shed thing, but it's a lot of the same licks that they trade back and forth. Whoa, that was rad. Um, you know, they, they trade a lot of the same licks. It's a lot of um, the same thing, and that's cool. But like here at the skate park, look at all these dudes that are like at our different levels and that are trying different things, and yeah. that they're not they're not so good at it. Or the the enjoy team, they're over there killing it, and they they're stopping and watching. You know. Yes. So there's not there there isn't an exchange of different. Mm -hmm. It's the same you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And so we need more bass players, we need more guitar players, singers that get in there and mix it up and make music. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. You know, and I think it's going to have and already has had an effect on what music becomes. Right. Yeah. Right, because a lot of bands, <laughs> and I say that with a quote-unquote bands, it's like two or three people and a computer. And then you're like, oh, there's no bass player. Mm -hmm. The bass is all programmed. Mm -hmm. Or there's no drummer, it's all drum loops mm -hmm. or programmed drums and a guitar player, a singer, and a keyboard player. Right. Whoa, that dude just did a rad switch grind. Seriously? Yeah. That was insane. I can't even comprehend switch. No, Riding dude, backwards, that's... I can't even comprehend that. Yeah, switch is just a whole I know whole people can like roll in or tail drop backwards. They ride the whole thing backwards. They barely do it forwards. I know, man. Then there's always the... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that guy just lofted. Yeah, did he just did he totally gap that? Yeah, he gapped and lofted <laughs> very smoothly, like it was nothing. Right. 
you know, you know what the drag is, man. I, I'm so just enthralled with what's happening here at the skate park, and that thing in the back of my mind of go do it, but don't fall. Because <laughs> you, you know, have a session you tomorrow. You know you can't do it. You, you know you have to surrender to the fact that if you ever did pick it up again, you're gonna fall. Yeah. Yeah. You can't skate without falling because in skating, if you're doing that, then you're not moving forward and that's right. boring as shit. Right. You know what? You know what I will do though. I will take my longboard and go just push on the boardwalk. I'll do that. Absolutely. And just have the feeling of flow. But I don't know, man. Vert transition at this point kind of wigs me out. For all the obvious reasons, you know, I got I got a career as a drummer, man. Yeah. And if I fall and I break something, <laughs> I can't. I'll have to call you and say, "Hey, can you sub for me?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but it's also acclimation. I mean, like, if you were skating more, and I and believe me, I'm not telling you to skate. Um, no, I know. But if you were, then it would be no deal to go in there and run a few runs, get on the plane, go do a show in the city you're at, go run a few runs. As long as you're not like doing something you don't know how to do. As long as it's not a rock in the bottom and, right. you know, um, it's acclimation, you know, it's, like in your, it's in your head, really. Yeah. And then in some ways, if you just like the fact that you are cruising around, it's good because it's keeping your balance at a higher level than somebody who doesn't do that. Right, right. Because, you know, where you're going to get hurt is like, you, you're just driving home from today, you could get in a car crash, boom, yeah. it's the wrist, it's right. the same again. Right. You could fall in the bathtub, I mean. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. all kinds of crazy. And yeah. you know what, that's, a, that's an excellent point because I'd rather hurt myself skateboarding than getting in a car accident. Right. I'd rather hurt myself skateboarding than, I don't know, crossing the street getting hit by a bus. And, and when you run, I know I'll be enjoying myself. Exactly, you know? and doing what you love, you know. Yeah, it's purposeful. Yeah. And you know the uh, the place you get hurt right here is the flat ground. You know, I snowboard. I always get hurt like just in line. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to drink my water. Sorry about that. I'm up my nose. That's hilarious. Well, you never see me snowboard. So. Hurt myself standing in line. Because <laughs> it's the flat that kills you. You know, it's always the flat. It's like if you're gonna get hurt at this park, it's right here. Yeah. Not, not the big bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's like a big gigantic slide. Yeah. It's yeah. This. This will kill you. But yeah, it's like. But you know, when I see the older cats skate, it's as if it never left them, which it hasn't. But I've seen some of them come back and. They're, they, it's baby steps. It's like, you know. Yeah, I watched some yeah. footage of uh, Jerry Valdez recently, who used to just, who helped design the uh, the original Oxnard skate park. Okay. And I just watched some footage of him recently. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could tell he's coming back. Yeah. But that style is still there. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. And some of those old guys, like I said before, I mean, not just pros, but even amateurs, they literally ride better now than they, in my opinion, than they did back then. Yeah. I got a last question for you. Go. So how? Yeah, we're, yeah all the listeners shut everything yeah. off at this I'll, point. I'll, I'll break this up in little pieces. 